Hey, everybody. Hi. We are back uh, with another show. It's a little late today. Sorry, we had work and faraway places and basketball's back <laughs> for Squeezer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing like uh, a little overtime for your first... Uh... Overtime. It was, ex- it was exciting. It uh, is it, well. Every game was exciting. Oh, the soccer was yeah. one nothing. But the field hockey earlier. Went down. That, whoa, whoa, whoa! That high scoring. <laughs> yeah, one nothing. Um, yeah, well, could compare to the other the game prior. Yes, that was high scoring. Uh, it wasn't the one or zero zero. Whew. Yeah. yeah. What a game. What a game! And Sorry, what I'm sure everyone loves the. The kickball. But. Oh, well, uh, it's going to be uh, all over the place in a few weeks. Uh, I know. I'd rather have the elections back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's back in all its glory. Thank goodness I'm done. And now that like, um, baseball's over, I'm done watching broadcast television anyway. So, of course, I'll never see another election commercial. For yeah, that's true. Like, it, the only thing I would watch now would be if I watch wrestling. Right. Well, I watch the. But na- I tape it. I watch so, the national games for football, so you see that. Uh, but but on I watch Red Zone during the day, and mm-mm. that's true. Yeah, the only. Uh, it's, but then I'm watching it on Peacock, so it's limited. Oh, you watch on Peacock. Yeah, because usually I'm on my little little bicycle down the basement, so I watch it down there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you watch? Can you watch uh, the Monday night games on ESPN Plus? No, it's it's dumb. Why like, the fuck? What what can you watch on there? <laughs> um, you can watch if you like um, D three lacrosse. Um, if you like uh, MMA. Uh, from a fire uh, fire hall, you can catch, or like some prestige prestige soccer league, you know. It's all, all the same. Oh, or that uh, drone flying shit that's on too. You can watch. Oh, jeez. Well, why do people have it? Oh, in the thirty for thirties. Yeah, in the sixties. So there's always those. Uh, I I still have it. I haven't watched some all the fight card this weekend was insane and i caught what i could of it but i mostly had it for uh like ufc stuff and when jake needs to watch a jags game yeah the fact that they did that jags game in that morning was very weird very strange yeah um but yeah i i even went on i'm like oh i can watch the game down here in the basement because i have the uh what do you call it the espm plus no so and then uh our I couldn't get our app. Or I had to take the iPad down and stream our cable service on my iPad uh, stacked on a bunch of cardboard boxes so I can watch <laughs> it that way. Well, um, you sound great, by the way. Thank you. I upgraded my microphone uh, mm-hmm. and not just uh, the Shure SMB7 or SM7B, I should say. Mm-hmm. I industry standard and I upgraded I put a ground lift or, I'm sorry cloud lift on it uh, to get that extra clean gain squeezer so you don't mm-hmm. have to work as hard it's kind of like compression for your voice but like a cleaner way you know so you don't yeah. have to work as hard 
to get that crisp vocal, you could just sit there and kind of almost whisper. You get a really clean, loud sound. Uh, I hear it. I I definitely hear the difference. Oh, well. It's, it's remarkable. That's uh, good. We got to get you on one next. Yeah, you know what? I'm fine with the way my microphone dangles. <laughs> <laughs> you, what kind of arm do you even have? I bought this road uh, it's arm. That, it's gorgeous. Uh, remember, remember those uh, janky ten dollar yeah. I bought off Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's still that one, and it's so bent and like there's tape holding it in spots, and it's I, I should upgrade. Yeah, I bought the road PS one arm, and it is. It's just it comes exactly where I need it, and then when I'm done, it just quietly goes back to nice. where I don't need it. It's uh, it was a way to organize a bit. Uh, I like a, a little, well, not a little. I like chaos in my office in my life. <laughs> As I said today, I was meeting with uh, some Hollywood elite squeezer. Oh, it was that was a fancy meeting. And uh, I said uh, they were commenting on my office over over Zoom, and I said, well, you know. Uh, too much organization stifles creativity. And they agreed. They agreed. Yeah. Um, they always say, clutter desk, clutter mine. And I'm like, okay, well, empty desk. <laughs> what does that equate to? Yeah, exactly. Empty mind. So. You, can, you should just have a nice long desk with a bunch of uh, em uh, empty hourglasses all in front of you like Mr. Shirley. Mm, that would be cool. Yeah, you do need just a very long desk, just to be obnoxious about it. But no, because then you'd have to knock out the wall and remove the person on the other side of that wall. I like it where I am. <laughs> uh, so I saw on comicbook.com, if anyone's looking to buy, own a physical copy of the Batman, the 4K disc, Ultra HD, that comes with... Uh, the Blu-ray uh, standard and the digital code is on sale. It's three discs. It's on sale for um, nine ninety-six on Amazon. Wait, what? Like Not, ten dollars? Ten dollars, yeah. That's a reasonable. Wow. I bought it digitally the day it came out because I love that movie. Mm -hmm. But uh, also, rest in peace, Kimberly Heron Squeezer. Oh. She is the actress who portrayed the ghost that blew Dr. Raymond Stance in the montage in Ghostbusters. No. She passed That's... away at the age of 65 from breast cancer. Oh, terrible. Yes. Apparently that whole um, the dream sequence was longer and more drawn out. I think, I think you could see it on the original DVD release. There's more scenes of it. And it didn't make any sense as a kid. It's too, I didn't no, know what was going on. So I'm like, why is his belt and yeah, why are his eyes rolling back? Right, right. Um, same year she used in a Ghostbusters, she appeared in the music video for ZZ Top's Legs. Oh. Yeah. So, yes, she passed away from a battle with breast cancer uh, on October 28th in her home in Santa Barbara, California. So a lot of Ghostbusters... We're losing. We lost Ivan earlier. And now her. Um, did you have you watched anything in the week? Uh 
I don't know. I'm playing like catch up with. Uh... Uh, we saw uh, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther Wakanda Forever on Thursday night. I don't know. It was okay, Squeezer. It was okay. I don't know. It was. Oh, okay. It, I liked how they did Namor. It was pretty cool. And, um, you know, the whole lore behind him. But, and it was, I have no problem with them making Shuri Black Panther. Spoilers. I mean, if you can't figure that out, you're, what the oh, fuck's yeah. wrong with you? Uh, I liked what they did with it. My only gripe was uh, it was long and the storytelling was kind of like, what? Why were they fighting anymore? And why? And what, what, what happened to those giant armies they had in the first movie? Oh. Yeah. So I, I, it's a bit strange, the storytelling aspect of it all. Uh, but I was also really excited to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but Tulsa Kings, Sylvester Stallone. Um, and he, he the premiere drove up single day. I set a record for single day sign-ups for Paramount+. Plus. Nice. I, I kick around, like, do I need Paramount Plus now? I feel like, I don't know. Do I? Um, I don't. It's and the, do I need the Apple TV? Okay, I have that too. <laughs> I those are the two I watch the least. Yeah, I watch probably Peacock, Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus the most, and YouTube. I watch YouTube the most of all of them. Yeah, I pay for all of them. We don't pay for Paramount Plus though. We were sharing her parents' account. Oh, that's nice. Enchantress's parents, but I pay for Peacock because I was paying for WWE Network and transfer the peacock i feel like that's worth it i think it is too just for the office yeah. and the parks and rec alone and young yeah. rock oh my god i love it this season's great um big young rock fan and uh hulu of course you need hulu and uh netflix you need netflix mm-hmm. oh we have hbo max but we get that through work yeah and even if i would i would have to buy hbo max even if we didn't HBO Max is good. There's a lot of good I watch, stuff. In there. It's probably a good thirty percent of my viewing. Uh, but uh, Disney Plus too. Uh, the their Studio Ghibli did a short, like about three minutes, with uh, Grogu and their uh, suit sprites. Mm-hmm. They call them dust bunnies in the in the short. But it's oh th- yeah, I am. I'm uh, like uh, a third of the way through. I started. Uh, the hell you love it so much. Spirited away. Uh yeah. Or my neighbor Totoro. Or my 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 neighbor Totoro. Uh with the two I, daughters. I, I absolutely 100% understand why it, and I'm only like a third of the way in, so bear with me. But I understand why it's an amazing film, why it's so highly recommended and rated. Um why Roger Ebert thinks it's like the, the gold standard and why you love it so much. I'm just waiting to get through it so I can go back to my robots. <laughs> oh, God, it's heartbreaking. There's so heartbreaking. much. It, I can tell they're going somewhere with emotion and feeling and coming of age. And like what Roger Ebert said, it, it's not about conflict, but experience. And as soon as I read that, I go, oh, another 60 minutes of experiences. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm too simple for it. and if you like that wait till you watch spirited away that's that was like a mind fuck (laughs) and and it's gorgeous don't get me it's absolutely gorgeous and the suits the suit sprites are in totoro those little black balls yeah 
Yeah, there. That's that's what's in the the uh, Grogu short on Disney Plus. Okay, I figured if before I watch the Grogu thing, I should watch this before I, uh, yeah, before I watch that. Yeah, my neighbor Totoro is so good. So they just they moved. To, you're at the part where they moved to the new house. Did they did they visit the mother yet at all? Yeah, they visited mom. I think they just got back. And Totoro appeared, right? Uh, I haven't seen the little uh, fuzzball yet. He's a, no, he's not a little fuzzball. <laughs> Big fuzzball. He's yeah. giant. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah we're good. but he's friendly. He's a friend. No, what's funny? Like I hated any other than the most like horrific, gory stuff, like. Angel Cop and like some like Akira little ghost in a shell. You're like your typical. Like I didn't enjoy any. I I stayed away from any anime whatsoever. Oh, and then you know I got in a little Dragon Ball when I was in high school because it was on. I watched Pokemon but now in I'm high like, school. Oh yeah, I guess Pokemon does. It is yeah, but uh, yeah, I find myself. More into ah, well, the modeling got me sucked into it. So. Oh my god, oh, Studio I Ghibli pictures. <sighs> I did fall asleep during Princess Mononoke. <laughs> that's that's really long. Um, but Spirited Away, the music alone is just, and like the themes and the whimsicalness of it. Ah, <laughs> oh, whimsy. But that's me, Squeezer. Yeah, that is, you are very whimsical. High concept, big picture, whimsy. You know what I mean? And then yeah, you fill in, you fill in the, the minutia. Once you know, with drawn out, uh, hyperventilating uh, robot battles. No, God, no. Yes, I, I want. I want a. I want a thirty-minute episode of two guys fighting. Where they literally are just powering up and flexing muscles more and more <laughs> and their eyes bulging and screaming and then cut to next week. <laughs> it's absurd. I mean, it, it the whole minutia building is probably why Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's my favorite movie. <laughs> he was on Howard uh, Stern yesterday, Quentin. And I'm almost through the whole interview, but fuck, it's great. I love him. Such a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to watch that Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. That's that's on my list. And I'm watching Young Rock. We're watching Young Rock. Uh, and uh, waiting for, I guess no one watched Andor. <laughs> it wasn't just me. Over Thanksgiving, they're putting it on, uh, I think, Freeform. And, yeah, and FX or something to try and get people. Wow, you're really trying to. I I thoroughly enjoy it. Now, granted, I am like two, three. I'm falling behind. Okay. I honestly don't know what happened. Like, I have no excuse other than. I don't know. I'm just trying to catch up on shit. My nights. Oh, that's right. I'm playing mouse trap down here. That's what I do most of my evenings now. And then I don't know. Cleaning. Oh, I did make a lot of steak. You know, that takes time away. You also watched Werewolf by Night, right? I did, yes. And you liked it? I did. My only issue I had with it, and it kind of took me out of it, was it was I I liked the the concept and 
the feel they were going for. But like, uh, like when you're trying to do like that '50s monster film look, it's just the image was so crisp and clean. It almost like took me out of it. Hmm. They, uh, I thought they like I, I they, wanted they some dirt it. and film grain and like almost as if it was a a a shitty. If the quality could have been ten times worse, <laughs> it would have been different for me. But oh. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, well, I'm proud of you for watching that and tr- attempting Thanks. to watch My Neighbor Totoro. I didn't think oh, you were going to go okay. into Studio Ghibli. I don't know what what pushed you there. Just like what uh, am I watch? the the uh, the Baby Yoda, the Grogu thing, short, the Grogu thing, and then you keep. I'm like, all right, I got it. I can't not hate on it, and you know. Yeah. Not not watch it. So Once like, you watch eh. it, then you could hate on it. Yeah, yeah, and I won't. I mean, I. It's not my you know. Cup of tea. I don't really don't like tea. I like coffee. You know. I am a tea guy. I well, I don't. Yeah, yeah. you are. You truly are. You're a tea guy. I like to double fist my. I like to d- double fist uh, coffee and IPAs. Although I'll tell you yeah. what, I might have made a fan of. Uh, I drink a lot of Monster and Rockstar. Uh, sugar-free, of course. Don't want that dirty sugar, and I want those artificial dirty chemicals chemicals in <laughs> me. Um, so Saturday, uh, I woke up. Enchantress went a little too hard the night prior. She was feeling it a little the next day, and I said, "Why don't you have one of my well, rock stars I have in the fridge? I had these new two flavors of Rockstar Recovery: mango lemonade and uh, pineapple coconut." And she's like, "I guess I'll try the pineapple." Because she said she wanted to take B vitamins. I'm like, "Have them on a fucking rock star." She tried one, and I, I come downstairs from the shower, and she's, like, shot out of a cannon. She's like, I'm feeling better already. I'm like, yeah, see? Look at <laughs> There's a secret to those bastards. Oh, I, I thought you meant, like, Sebastian Bach was in your fridge. Uh, rock star. Yeah! Awesome. With little Ricky Darkolino. Bobby <laughs> Darkolino. Um, I, I, got, I got almost the whole, the whole staff hooked on the monster, including you. At, yeah. During Music Fest. Well, that's what you do. You that's how drug dealers work. They give a little bit for free. <laughs> First day is free, and you pay to come back. Yep. Did you watch Dave Chappelle on SNL? Uh, no. There it was. Hysterical. I haven't yeah. laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> He's just funny, and I hope I know people are trying to cancel him constantly for everything he says. But it's comedy, people. Come on, he's not. He's he's just being funny. And if you can't, it, comedians should be allowed to say whatever they want. It's either funny or not funny. It's not offensive. Yeah. It's either funny or not funny. And if you're laughing, yes. then it's fucking funny. Yeah. And they're like coming from the fucking privileged white guy. Still. <laughs> <laughs> that being said. Yes, uh, you have, but you have a microphone in front of you, and you're on the internet, so you kind of have to stand by that. Ah, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta. I'm going on Rogan next week to tell that my old theory. Oh, go ahead. So you know, I, I I'm done buying Funko Pop squeezer. I said I have too many. I need to stop. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't know it was strictly Funko Pops. That's where you drew the line. Well, I'm trying to stop buying a lot of things, squeezer. But it's... I have. You know what? I haven't bought one in quite some time. Yeah. yeah. I guess the Dune ones are the last ones I bought. Um, PX Exclusive has a a new 
One oh, of, you didn't. And no, I haven't, but it's really cool. I like it. It's a, a sentinel with a wolverine, a tiny little wolverine. Oh, he's, he's like in in um, scale to the sentinel, and it's really cool. And he's in his brown and uh, uh, mustard and, and brown matte costume. Oh, of course it's that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. I know, I know. Oh, of all the cheap, lousy ways to save a buck. <laughs> you just, well, I can't, I'm surprised with all that Xanax and you remembered anything from the movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, that's when I did throw that on. Yeah, I started, uh, started the holiday season. Yeah, yeah, I'm on one too, so yeah. I haven't gotten another one in, but, uh. I actually had a dream that uh, I introduced it to the little uh, little squeezettes, and as a fam, like I dreamed, like as a family, we watched Christmas Vacation together. Oh God, one day. I don't think they're. I don't think they're quite there yet. If it's on cable, and maybe I'll, I'll I'll record it so it's a little cleaner. Let's see. I saw it when it came out in '89 with my dad, and I was seven. Yeah, so I was. All right. Yeah, so I was about her age. And then we watched it religiously at my grandparents. Didn't matter when, t- what time of the year it was. We watched it. Oh uh, so. yeah, we watched it every Christmas. It was, it was we had it recorded. And it was one of those we must see. Did you see this spam figgy pudding squeezer? Uh, I I saw the picture of it, and I was I kept staring at it. But... What did you saw Dino Drax picture on an Insta? He no, died. I just saw like a. I saw Dino Drack. I didn't even hear of it. And Dino Drack posted it on his social. That I was like, what? Is that a joke? And then I went on Impulsive Buy and they had spotted Spam Limited Edition Figgy Pudding. It says, make your holiday dinner a little more um, adventurous. Uh, what? The press release goes on to say the canned meat features the flavors of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice, oh. and cloves, along with the popular winter flavor profiles like fig and orange. We have to buy this for munch. So here's a video explaining what it is. Yeah, I think it might have been like an Amazon ad. The makers of Spam present. Hold on. We wish you a Vicky Christmas. Good tidings we bring. It's like a you and your Rankin, Rankin Bass spot. I'll try to eat the damn puppet. Bring us some Figgy pudding. Wait, what is Figgy pudding? I think it's some kind of holiday treat. From yesteryear, good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Maybe it's like a spread. Or a tasty fruit beer. <laughs> we won't come until we get some. Please, sir, may I have some? Mm, I think I taste some. Oh, cool. Bring that right here. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a fantastic New Year. We all like our figgy pudding. It's a nice reward for two gooding. A break from Mrs. Claus's cooking. Oh, well, it's good cheers. Good evening, we bring to This really is not explaining much. <laughs> if you were selling figgy, spam figgy pudding, would you want to explain what it is? No. Oh, uh, the, the high pitch is the Yeti at the end, the abominable snowman. Ah. Spam Figgy Pudding. Sizzle up a happy holiday treat at SpamFiggyPudding.com. So there you go, Spam Figgy Pudding. And then when you go to the site, oh, you can buy it. It's a two-pack for $10. Yeah. 
It looks like cat food. It does. Should I buy it and try it? Yes. Let's see. Is it on? It's on. Um, oh, it's back on Amazon. I'll get it by Friday, yeah. November 18th. So. Oh, yeah. Bring it in. And uh, oh, look, they got it. Uh, spam figgy pudding holiday skewers. It got actually some looks uh, less appetizing in the packaging. The, the right. staged images of it. I love their charcuterie board they have of Spam. That's yeah, there's nice. there's grapes, figs, uh, <laughs> like a fig marmalade, almonds, brie, some yeah, manchego like nice there. English, uh, some kind of English cheddar or a harder. Hmm, that is a nice spread. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's getting a little excited, everybody. Oh, I am. It's just... All right, I, I I was I told myself I wasn't gonna buy this shit, and now here I am buying the figgy pudding. Wait, so how much? How much is it? It's ten bucks for a two pack. Ten bucks, so f- six bucks for ten dollars. Okay, so it's a little less, but I I'd rather just if you're gonna spend that, like get get a nice sopressata, folks. Come on, treat yourself. <laughs> so it's it's about five bucks for a like tin. Yeah. Okay, so figgy pudding is a vague term used for a class of traditional Christmas dishes forming sweet and savory cakes containing sour, sweet, creamy layer of honey, fruits, and nuts. In later times, rum and other distilled alcohols became often added to enrich the fruitiness of the flavor. Um, medieval cooking some commonly employed figs in both sweet and savory dishes. One such dish is figgy in the 14th century cookbook, The Form of Curry, which in modern English is figgy. Is the this dish is known as figgy pudding or fig pudding? Take blanched almonds, grind them, mix them with water and wine, quartered figs, whole raisins, add in powdered ginger, clarified honey, boil it well, and salt it and serve. Who has time to do that? This is from a 14th century cookbook. So. Ugh. Then there's a 15th century one. That's before they discovered flavor. Like, like people died. Like it was an entire industry, and thousands of lives were lost, and ships were lost just to bring back things to make food taste better back then. Uh, the medieval name has several spellings. Uh, the f- latter 15th century conflation with a different dish. Figgy was in fact a dish of fish and curds. Uh. It came to be known as a figgy dish, involved cooked figs, boiled in wine, or otherwise. The recipe is translated, take figs and boil them in wine, pound them with a mortar and bread, mix it up with good wine, boil it, add spices and whole raisins, dress it, decorate it with pomegranate seeds on top. Do you know there's a Spam Museum in Austin, Minnesota? Nope. Yep, there's free admission. So this spam's a little overpriced because a t- typical spam two-pack can cost $6.28 squeezer. Oh. So I paid 10 so for the figgy pudding. They they mark it up for a little nutmeg. I got nutmeg. I'll put nutmeg on my nutmeg Cinnamon, on my spam. nutmeg, combined flavors of fig and orange. This probably shit's going to be so gross, but um, we'll cook it. Maybe make some figgy, figgy spam. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, Munchly, the whole damn thing. 
This is good. Um, what else did I say about figgy pudding? Uh, often associated with our original traditions of Christmas, it's most notably referred to in the Christmas Carol. We wish you a Merry Christmas. In the line, now bring us some figgy pudding. Figgy pudding is yes. not plum pudding, although it can be considered a precursor to it. It is not as rich nor complex in its recipe. A number of Christmas markets will offer figgy pudding flavored desserts as part of their range, though the relation to these two, to the original taste wise, is rather doubtful. Ah. It's a British shit, I think. Yeah. It sounds like it because it doesn't sound fun at all. Bring us some Figgy Newtons now. Bring us some Figgy Newtons. That's what I thought. Right. Because I, I, when I, we were in our uh, second grader, so when we were singing Christmas songs on TV. You didn't know what a fig is, uh, but you knew what a fig Newton was. Yeah. So that's why I assumed that that's what we all assumed it was. We're a bunch of dumb little second graders singing Bring Us Some Figgy Pudding, which literally we think it's just like a bowl of pudding and fig Newtons. Mm. Which I would rather have than this. After I learned about Although, wasps and fig and figs, I don't want I don't want anything to do with figs. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're celebrating the year you were born tonight, Squeezer. What a year it was! Nineteen eighty-three, and you went first to talk my year. I go first. Oh, can we can we first talk about the 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 image? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, Squeezer's YouTube. the YouTube image. So that is the famous uh, Squeezer first grade castle construction that you see there uh, if you go on the YouTubes. Tell us a story as to why it's famous. Um, I So in class, we had to make a, a building, like some kind of structure out of whatever, just, you know, so the teacher didn't have to grade papers. Right. You're very proud and of the picture. I am very proud of this castle. To the fact that my mom even saved this. Like, I found this in our house when we were moving in 2002. So this was in our attic for over 10 years in a box. Huh. 12 years. Um, Yeah, and it was only, like, it wasn't, like, a real A, B, C grade. It was, like... uh. Like, I don't know, like X for like you didn't do it. Uh, so pass fail. Like pass fail. Like G is good and S is like satisfactory or something like that. Well, she even came up to me. She goes, this is so amazing. And you put so much work into it. You get an S plus. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I got an S plus. Now, granted, I'm sure that didn't mean shit. Um. But uh, in my little my little mind, I was going to be you know, the next grand architect of uh, castles. The uh, it was mainly made out of cardboard, uh, various cups, and uh, the cylindrical tower is actually a juicy juice can uh, wrapped in cardboard. The gate is functional; it does have a functioning gate, functioning drawbridge, and a functioning uh, trigger operated uh, crocodile in the moat where if you pull his tail, his mouth will open and close. Oh, wow. I, I was six. picking my nose and flicking my boogers. That <laughs> is. And I'm wearing my sweet power play hockey shirt that yes. you, you immediately noticed. I was like, what's uh, on A sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, that's why I have my little squeezer building me things to this day. Yes, that's uh, living a dream. Living the dream. 
Yeah. All right. I, anyway. Oh, Izzy, God damn it. She just, she almost, she walked right across the audio board and we, we cut out for a second there. I usually don't bother us when we're doing the show. Here, come here. Oh, come here. There we go. There you go. I got a hold Maybe her. she heard the scary demon noise again. Hmm. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about Uncle Squeezer's year he was born, okay? Yes. All right, here is my first pick from 1983. God damn it, she probably turned it off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Izzy, hold on. She, she did, she did. God damn it. Okay, here we go. Here's is the my... record still going? It is, the record's still going. Oh, good. Return of the Jedi from the desert fortress of Jabba the Hutt to the Death Star of the Galactic Empire to the forest city of the Ewoks. This is the climactic chapter in the Star Wars saga. Remember the Force. Rejoice in the triumph. Return of the Jedi. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater in your galaxy. Uh, Return of the Jedi was my first introduction into Star Wars Squeezer. Oh, cool. Um, because obviously this is, ugh, I got dizzy hair in my mouth. This is a contemporary movie for me. I was alive when it happened. You were not mm. yet. You, uh, you were a few I months was... out. You are, you are just stating still. I was close. Yes. Um, but they made... Ewok cartoons um, that were very popular. The Ewoks from this movie blew up and in, in a way that, you know, these movies are for kids, not grown men. <laughs> what? Right. Uh, but, um, yes, the Ewoks were very popular at the time and we watched the movie with the Ewoks. So I before I knew how they got to where they were, I saw Return of the Jedi. So I was confused as to why Luke Skywalker didn't have a green lightsaber when I went back and watched. Oh. Because in my in my universe, he ha always had the green lightsaber. Where is this blue one from? It was green versus red. Hmm. Um, David Lynch was... Uh, he wanted... Uh, Lucas wanted Spielberg to direct Jedi, but um, he uh, couldn't. Um, so what was it? Lucas made the films outside the purview of the DGA during Empire Strikes Back. So Spielberg had to turn down this movie because it wasn't like a DGA sanctioned movie. Oh, so even Jedi? Correct. At that point? Okay. Um, then he wanted David Lynch, which, can you imagine a David Lynch directed? Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, uh... Uh, he went on to do Dune, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. If that's any sign, and that was six years later, no, using was, the technology. That was one year after Return of the Jedi. I thought it was eighty-six. Uh, well, he he directed. He went to direct it one year after Return of the Jedi hit theater, so he must have started in eighty-four. Okay, he probably came that out in eighty-six. Sense. But yeah, I mean, but uh, imagine, because look, I I. I you know, I love Dune, everything Dune, but uh, 
Oh, he wanted David Cronenberg too. Oh my God. Could you imagine David Cronenberg directing anything outside of his weird fucking Scanners movie? <laughs> the Jabba, they would never leave Jabba's palace. No, no. He eventually picked Richard uh, Marcan because um, of Eye of the Needle. And uh, he did a good job. It wasn't as good as, um, what's his name on Empire? Uh, Kasdan, but... Uh, would the cast and write it or direct? Who directed Empire Strikes Back? Uh, I think he co-wrote and directed it. Um, no, Irvin Kershner did. Irvin Kershner, which is another great director. Irvin Kershner directed, of course. He is um, a great director in his own right. But I do very much like uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, 1983 Squeezers, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yes. Um, and Boba Fett became super popular. The Barge, uh, the the Sarlacc. I mean, this movie uh, is the prequel to the, uh, not Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett kind of sucks, but Mandalorian. Yeah, and I mean the, the the that like that end space battle. Like it's hard to believe that was done in 1983. Yeah. Also, the cool speeder, land speeder bikes in the, the Endor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like my favorite scene. Everything that happened on Endor. Um, but uh, apparently the reason, you know why they did the green lightsaber, right? Uh, did it have to do with uh, Chroma King? It had to do the with screen? the sequences. Uh, it was the sequences on Jabba's sail barge. Um, in the clear blue skies of Tatooine, you couldn't fucking see it. Ah, oh, okay. So they had to go, they had to make it green. Hmm. Uh, because before that there was, there was red and blue. Jedi had blue, (laughs) uh, Sith had red and that was it. Then it was green. Then it was white and purple and yellow. Yellow. That's yeah. Yeah, I want to say after green, and I want to say yellow came next. Yellow, I... and then when they because yellow was in, you can get a yellow crystal in um, Kyber crystal. Yes, yellow in. Why, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Hmm. Yeah. So it was in game. I mean, maybe somewhere in a book, you know, it's like, oh yes, he had a magenta one. And you know some, but and then when the Clone Wars came out, then it's like, well, we gotta give everyone different colors. I think that started with um, Sam Jackson was like, "Can I have purple?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, like we can't <laughs> yeah, say no. Yeah, sure, I have purple. Uh, okay. Um, that's I just wanted to mention Return of the Jedi because you can't mention 1983 without Return of the Jedi. No, one of the original three. Um. All right, here is Squeezer's first pick from the year he was born. Raggle Rocks. 
Ah, it's hard to believe. I absolutely love this show, and we, uh... I watched a lot of it as a kid. I know that for yeah. sure. Uh, it was limited release, if you think about it, because it was on HBO at the time. But it, didn't it get syndicated somewhere else? It, even, eventually it did. Yeah. I don't remember when, but we had it, we had it all on tapes, because, like, my dad was waiting for the day when the dream would end. Um... And See, we had HBO. HBO would go out the window. We had HBO, but for some reason, I don't believe we watched it on HBO. But we might yeah. have. Yeah, I, I remember. We, we I remember just watching it on tapes. So I'm assuming that's where uh, HBO that had that and Bebar. <laughs> that's yeah. It. Those were our. But you, we very well might have watched it. So broadcast history after the show. Okay, here it is. After the show, Disney Channel's where we watched it. Okay. Probably. Because after the show ended on HBO in 1987, they started reruns. In 1988, it ran on TNT. And then 1992 to 96, it ran on Disney Channel. Oh, I probably watched it on TNT. Yeah, TNT probably too, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that's where they taped it from. too. I just remember always watch because we would watch it like the strangest times. It was a very uh, odd show with the three levels of of people trying to eat. Like there were the doozers, right? Who build the yeah, little so things. You, the, the doozer. It, it, that was the idea of the show was like to create, to show kids, like create a world that's more literal and like how we all exist together and there's different kinds of people. I love the doozers. Uh, oh, they're adorable, aren't they? Make I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doozer. You're a fraggle. <laughs> and Jake's a gorg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, there, it forms a symbiosis, and um, that was the idea. And like, even even the gorgs that were like kind of like the bad guys to the fraggles, like they weren't bad. No. Um, they were genuine, like, you know, they were a loving family. They, they just, that... they didn't want the fucking fraggles stealing their goddamn radishes. Yeah, they grew them. Right. They're working hard to grow these damn radishes. Um, and, and they live in their own delusional world where they are the, the king and queen and prince. They're the royalty and they rule their universe. But, you know, they live next to a, a, a leaf pile, a magic leaf pile, um, named Marjorie that, gives sage advice um and you got your your fraggles and your doozers and um and i think what i like the most about this show and it it goes to every other like all my the shows i liked the most as a kid are the ones that i felt whether it was true or not but in my mind felt like not that i was like a grown-up but like just treated you with a little bit of respect you just knew one day you'd work, work, uh, grow up and work uh, in a place where you actually did have a thirty-minute work week. <laughs> <laughs> it's about what we each put in a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, living a dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, we should just sing that, sing that song to. <laughs> yeah. We'll no. start calling the calling the studio Fraggle Rock. We really should. Um. Uh, 
I have and seen someone of, eat an entire yeah, plate of radishes. One of our gorgs eats radishes. So <laughs> literally covered in an entire shaker of salt. Um, but still, he ate radishes. <laughs> Would you like some radishes with your salt? Um, but yeah, like there, there were always like lessons learned, but it wasn't like forced down your throat. It, it didn't like, like, and it wasn't even at the end when they're like, "Oh, I understand now." It's like the lesson was taught through like the actions of the Fraggles, and it was teaching you yeah. to compost, and teach yes, and teaching you to compost. And I loved. I think my favorite thing about it was, um, like that we're the weirdos. Like the, their world is normal. Like Fraggle Rock and the Gorgs and, and the Doozers are all normal. But we're the uh, the the creatures, the silly creatures from outer space. Oh, that's you yeah. Know, we are people this, being yeah. humans, mm -hmm. like when Uncle Matt goes out and like there's these. We are weird, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I don't know. It just it felt special the way the show kind of tied in. It almost made it like like as a kid you want to believe, like with Jurassic Park, like with all the merchandising, mm -hmm. like you pretended you were it was real, mm -hmm. like. It like you create that crossover, like Fraggle Rock. You can almost like pretend like okay, through that little crack in the wall, that leads to Fraggle Rock, and it's just a fun place for your imagination to jump off. I agree. Yeah, and I mean, hey, that's what uh, Jim Henson was good at doing, I guess. He absolutely was. Fraggle was man. We are obsessed with Fraggle Rock. It was one of our favorite shows. Um. Because it was funny and goofy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess I'm kind of the studio's trashy. <laughs> <laughs> Come to you for sage advice. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, trash heap, get out that credit card out of your trash heap and swipe, swipe so we get a new computer. That's pretty much what I'm there for. It's Doug Boober. Yeah. So, and of course, we got our gorgs and uh, yeah, knockers gorg and <laughs> Captain Gorg. I guess Jake and knockers are Paul and Ma. Yeah, who's the? I guess Alex is Junior. Ah. <laughs> I would have been. I like to think I'm. Uh, I've downgraded myself to a doozer now. Yeah, you you're definitely a doozer. You're my little builder, and then I destroy. <laughs> <laughs> Eat my radish sticks. Yes, ground up radish sticks. All right, good pick for 1993. Thanks. Or a thousand. Here is my next pick. It's only on one channel. <laughs> Ow. Sweet and sour. Honey. And barbecue. Hot mustard. Three sizes two. Three sizes two. A winner. And they're here. 
1993 Squeezer. Um, worldwide, chicken nuggets became available. Hmm. Um, they, they they formulated them in the 70s, late 70s, and they tr- tried select markets in 81. Then they did the major launch in 83. And they were... Oh, that noise is going on again. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe I'm hearing it. Um, so they were a little battered, frat, flash frozen, and the original one, Squeezer, were both white and dark meat. So occasionally you get like, like a, a good one. Occasionally you get like one that, like, is that a beak? <laughs> <laughs> they literally just took the whole chicken and just feathers and all, and just threw it in the grinder. Felt like it. They were delicious, but sometimes you got a nasty one. I don't know if you had the same experience. Yeah, I remember like there being inconsistencies of yeah, uh, yeah. Um, they're def- the noise is definitely going up. I don't know. You could probably hear, hear it in the back. What? I don't hear it. Not through the mic, but. Oh, what was that? Was that you? Oh yeah, that was me. Ding. Huh. Um. So there's there's different shapes. Uh, the bell, the bow tie, the ball, and the boot squeezer. Oh, they're not just naturally formed? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think in 2000, at some point they changed them to just all white, boneless, white meat, boneless chicken breast. Ah, oh, what's the fun in that? Yeah. Uh, in a 2002 lawsuit against McDonald's, a judge commented that Chicken McNuggets are a McFrankenstein creation. <laughs> the judge identified that rather than merely being chicken fried in a pan, McNuggets include elements not utilized by the home cook, including sounding ingredients such as extract of rosemary, unusual sounding ingredients, vitamins, niacine, thymine, monotrate, riboflavin, and folic acid, all are which common in enriched flour and leavening. Well, that's... Yeah. Yeah, it's, and they're not chicken nuggets. They're chicken McNuggets. They can be whatever the hell they want. Right. In 2004 documentary, Super Size Me, he states, originally created from old chickens that can no longer lay eggs, McNuggets are now made from chickens with unusually large breasts. They're stripped from the bone and ground up into a sort of chicken mash, which is combined with all sorts of stabilizers and preservatives and pressed into familiar shapes, breaded, deep fried, freeze dried, and then shipped to McDonald's near you. Super if that sounds gross, that's fine, but yeah, that, that's, that's every food now. Yes. It's called processed food. Yes. Ultra yeah, At first I liked food. Super Size Me. Now, I, now I'm like, you know what? You were going for something. Yeah, I mean, it's a movie, so... You know. Yeah, you got to, but... Yeah. Uh, um, but yes, it's... Uh, so I found this uh, account, Syflor, S-Y-P-H-L-O-R, on YouTube. And nine months ago, he posted the Chicken McNuggets 1983 McDonald's training video. So I pulled it to share with everybody here. Oh. It's long, though. It's like 20, 19 minutes. So we'll just spare some parts. It starts with these weird puppets. And it says, this training aid is for the exclusive use of my licensees of McDonald's Corp. And it says TVT-057, 01-57 from 5 of 83. 
So this is this predates you by a couple months too. Then we get an old restaurant, and it says Chicken McNuggets T dot M trademark. <laughs> um, and then some little puppets begin appearing. It's Big Mac intention of turning on those lights. Mac, did you see this box here? Look! There's a shake. What, what the, oh, is that an apple pie? Uh, no, no, no. That, it looks like an apple pie, but it's a chicken nugget. No, no, no. In the, oh, yeah, that one's an apple pie. But the chicken nugget oh. spokesperson looks exactly like the apple pie. Like an apple pie. <laughs> How you doing? Pleased to meet you. There's hey always there, look, greetings, creatures from space, and welcome. I am Hamburger, and these are my friends, uh, Fries, Cokes, uh, Big Mac. Everybody knows you, Hamburger. You're famous. It talks English. Is that a McMuffin there? It talks English. It's like Angela Lansbury if yeah. you're Nick McMuffin. A marvelous weather we've been having, don't you think? You can't complain. Can't Ready complain. He sounds like that what pumpkin <laughs> from that uh, PSA about Halloween safety. Yeah. Don't put a <laughs> candle in me if you have a wood deck. <laughs> uh, How many poor high school kids had to sit through this? Just, well, like, just the... want to make a couple bucks so they can go buy weed. All the comments were like, um, oh man, I remember watching this video in the crew room back in 1988. We would watch this during our break sometimes because it was so ridiculously funny. Probably stoned. Yeah, yeah. We're not visitors. Uh, you're not? Oh, no, we're chicken. Hold on, let me get to where it gets right. They're, they're eating them in front we're of their big, new friends. Uh, Hold on, don't skip ahead. These people. Oh, Wait, aren't we, where are you at? I'm about a minute in. I'm going to go to where it gets a little racist. All right, here's where he oh, starts. Exp- oh, is it the 250 mark? That's uh, right about it. <laughs> Regular McNugget now. <laughs> But one dip in that barbecue sauce, and I take on some tang. So that's just a cowboy. Yeah. And then they have the big puppet hand come and dip it and eat it. Looks pretty good now, doesn't it? Yeah, great idea. Barbecue sauce. And we got the sauces that'll take you on a trip from the Wild West to the Far East. Mercado? Thank you, McNuggetson. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, to please, McDonald's friend, there's that hand again. It's Kong Godzilla. Hey, it's fantastic. Kong Godzilla. <laughs> Sweet and sour sauce. Oh, right. Barbecue sauce? Sweet and sour sauce? What else you got, McNugget? Well, I got a sauce here that can turn old Sam into a samurai. Hot mustard sauce. Fantastic. Hot mustard. What a great idea. I love it. Barbecue sauce? Sweet and sour? Hot mustard? Gee, you said you had another one, McNugget? This one is my favorite. They sexualized the McNugget. I was just a plain Jane. (laughs) And now she's a babe. (laughs) Until I took my first dip in a souffle cup filled with honey. (laughs) Sexy McNugget. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Very much. Like how the burgers wow, and shakes wanna bang the McNugget. Yep. There's a yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now oh, there's yeah. a puppet. Getting all turned on. I'm getting a little turned on. Very impressive, McNugget. 
four sauces from all over the world. Barbara- so then it cuts to this coach who's very mean, who tells him how to cook. World's greatest trainer to help us out. Coach? Look alive, shake a leg. Let's have that blackboard. Sit out, shut up, and listen up good. Coke? <laughs> What's that? Gum in your mouth? Ten laps. Let's move it. Next guy talks. Fifty sit-ups. Today's topic. Preparing chicken McNuggets. Any questions? Uh, a coach? No talking. First subject. <laughs> so then he just he goes through. <laughs> That's and, actually kind of funny. I know. He goes through <laughs> and describes how to cook McNuggets. It's really weird. I would definitely... Uh, it's it's called Chicken McNuggets in quotes 1983 McDonald's training video on YouTube and it is 20 minutes of gold. Uh, and that I didn't might be even... my favorite. I'm sorry, my favorite line. Any questions? No, no talking. No talking. Yeah. <laughs> sit down and shut up. Then he gets progressively nicer as it goes, and then at the end it says, um, "Please, where is it? Please rewind tape before removing from machine." You know, so multiple, and it's so degraded. This this upload, it's probably viewed like a thousand times. Got to know how to cook those goddamn uh, McNuggets. Mm-hmm. So, nineteen eighty three squeezer. Not only were you born, but goddamn, we're chicken nuggets in this fucking and, video. And this until until uh, last week, I did not know this video existed. And then I found it. I'm like, oh god, I have to share this with the Radiers universe. All right. At the same time that these uh, little puppets were being puppeteered, they're filming the well, they're filming the scenes in Jabba's palace with some of the most intricate puppets known to man at the time. Uh-huh. All right, here is Squeezer's next pick from 1983. Wow. Hold it right there, please. The FBI thinks he's a spy. We got some. What the? Uh, we talked about uh, like weird sounds outside your house and like, oh, th- this is a fun time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, nothing like watching war games last night, catching up on it. It's been a while since I watched. I'm like, I watch war games. Meanwhile, uh, the news is on in the background. You're like, missiles are in Poland. I'm like, oh, good. World War Three is about to begin. It's like Franz Ferdinand right there. Yeah. That's what they'll point to. Um, I'm going to go get myself a sandwich. <laughs> <sighs> it's a Gavrilo Princip reference for all you out there. Earl of uh, Sandwich. Fun. Right? Yes. yes. Um, oh, yeah. So... War games. Uh, you know what? I I was surprised. Uh, it's been a while since I watched it. I loved it as a kid because I just thought it was cool. It's actually really smart and really well done. And I I feel like, yeah, they take some liberties and stuff and a little over the top with the the hacking, you know, quote unquote. But I feel like in 1983, they were closer to it than in any other time oh yeah like now like they 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 have to like hype it up like the 
my my favorite is the um the hacking scene in Swordfish. Yeah, he's like spinning around the chair. He's got the wine bottles. The oh, I thought you meant when the girl started blowing him and he had to hack him. Or, okay, like five that minutes. Too. Yeah. That's pretty awesome with the gun. Yeah, okay. That's pretty awesome. You like it just for the giant refrigerator full of Heineken. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, that's the best product placement in a film ever. Sure is. Um, but yeah, like they did a, a fairly good job and it was really ahead of its time. And it's almost like people didn't know. Like ha- like hacking became a thing. Uh, Hack the uh, the movie Hackers. It. Hack the Gibson. Yeah. Come on, that that's when I got turned on the hacking. Well, yeah. Well, so the, the cast is a little Angelina Jolie was babe, babe. Well, in this case, <clears throat> we have Ali Sheedy in this one, and she is just a I I like teenage squeezer fell in love. All over again. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, and fucking Matthew Broderick, come on. Really? Anyway, he's, but he's good in it. Just do it with that torque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my thought. Um, but, uh, yeah, and apparently, uh, it was after this even came out, like, Congress, like, passed legislation and, like, laws were passed after this movie came out because, most of the shit that he was doing in the movie wasn't illegal at the time. Oh. Because it was new. There's nothing... Um, I think the big thing to come out right after this was, uh, like, a fraud act. Like So, like, you couldn't use your computer to dial into a network and pose as someone else. I feel like in uh, 40 years we're going to be talking about uh, the blue check mark on t- in Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> The fraud that you couldn't pose as someone else on Twitter. Yeah, apparently I, it's like, uh, no, that's me. Eight for eight. Uh, why didn't we do it? That's how. That's how much we care. Yeah, we could have been. Uh, we could have gotten a, an, a legit rad year's blue check mark for eight bucks. Uh, I don't care. No. No. I would have no. made. I I would have paid the. I would have made an impersonation account and and just shit talked us and got yeah. the blue check oh, mark. And, uh, that would have been better. And, Impersonate the Radgers impersonating the Radgers? Yes. Hey, I already got to be part of history this week, so I'm good with I'm good with one news cycle. How are you part of history? I I was uh one of those Swifties on there getting tickets. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, the Swifties. Yeah. The Swifties. Yeah. yeah. Unless I forget. I'll say yes. I don't know. I can't say to the contrary. I don't know. All I know is of the 100 uh, songs, she has 94 of them. Yeah, right. Last week we were going through that list of of the current top 100 songs, and it was like, Taylor Swift this, Taylor Swift that, Taylor Swift. Um, But yeah, I I love... uh, and, And it's... It's, yeah, it's got some over-the-top things, but it almost, like, it, it, everything kind of makes sense. And the ending is so intense. Um, it, it basically figuring out, trying to win nuclear war, and then them teaching it. To, spoilers. movie's going to be 40 whoa, whoa, years whoa. old. I never saw it. Really? Mm-mm. You never saw War Game? Nope. You'd like it. Probably. Check it out. Yeah, well, it's on YouTube. It's free. Oh. 
It's uh, it's free with commercials. Oh, you probably I I don't have to watch the commercials. You don't have to watch the commercials. Um, yeah, just it war game. Just type in war games movie and it's boom right there. I won't spoil it for you then. Um, you I mean you'll figure it out pretty quickly, but uh, no, it's ah, it's such a good movie, but really intense. The ending sequence though, like visually, looks like the way it's shot, and it looks like. Uh, the finale of like a Fourth of July fireworks display, and it's awesome looking. Just the way it's done, it is so intense. Um, it's great. And then um, uh, Barry Corbin uh, as the general from uh, Northern Exposure and the sequel to Every Which Way But Loose. Uh, he's just awesome in it. He's the best, but yeah, I I I love this movie. I got into it because it was one of my best friends growing up. He was like the big computer kid, and so like it was before hackers. Uh, there was war games. Before hackers, I saw I've seen hackers about four hundred times. Oh yeah, then you gotta watch war games. It's great. Um. Okay. Anything else on War Games? Uh, no, I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to watch it. It's fun. Oh, and and it's got uh, uh, watch for a young John Spencer uh, from uh, West Wing and The Rock fame, and a young Michael Madison uh, of a young in just about anything that will get him paid fame. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Good to know. Um. I guess it's time to move. Where are we on my third pick? Yes. Third pick. Here it is. Here on TV 40. From the land of Eternia comes the greatest force for good the universe has ever seen. His name is Adam, but by the powers of his magic sword, he's transformed into the most powerful man alive. It's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe defending all of Eternia from the evil powers of... Skeletor! He-Man moves to weekday mornings at 7, starting Monday on TV40. Ah, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Squeezer. They made its television debut on uh, September 26, 1983. It first runs syndication. Damn. It's a film based by filmation, Lou Scheimer. Uh, Filmation, uh, famous Paul Dini worked on the show. Um, And uh, it was made to sell Mattel action figures of their Masters of the Universe line. Uh, The show is often just called the He-Man Squeezer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It uh, ran from 83 to 85 and consisted of two seasons with 65 episodes each. So there's 130 episodes of this fucking show. Um, it spawned one feature-length uh, theatrical movie, He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword, uh, which served as its a spin-off of She-Ra, The Princess of Power. And it aired in syndication until 1988, at which point USA Networks bought the rights to the series uh, for their um, Cartoon Express. Uh, USA aired He-Man until September 1990, uh, and this is was the f- start 
of the half hour long cartoon commercials that uh, became a toy based show thing to sell your uh, toys in that, which pre- pretty much led to that IE, the thing where you have to be educational in your cartoons. Yeah. If it was on broadcast uh, anyway, get, and you can put anything you want on cable and like, streaming now, but there's a broadcast role. That's why Saturday morning cartoons are dead. Uh, of course, there was comic books that came with the action figures. There was comic strips. There was the live-action movie in 1987 when the series was on its way out, to, uh, unfortunately. Um, and, of course, there was a continuation of the series by Kevin Smith called Masters of the Universe Revelation. Uh, which I haven't finished the next season of yet. Gotta do that. Oh, the second part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Are they working on... Uh, yeah, they're working on another season. Working on it now? Yeah. I know it got greenlit. I wasn't sure how far it was. Um, so, yes. Uh, He-Man. Um, the music was composed by uh, Shuki Levy and Haim Saban. Ooh. Him very famous in Saturday mornings. Um, 1984 soundtrack album was released in France and Argentina by CBS Records. Uh, there was the Christmas special too, Squeezer, which I'm a big fan of. I don't like being nice. I like being evil. <laughs> Uh, so many memes came out of that. Yeah. Uh, Skeletor was a meme and how he was how he was calling his cohorts bum you yeah. bumbling well, fools. Yeah. I, I mean he became like the default uh like the framework for every villain throughout the eighties then. Yeah, it was a it was good archetype of uh characters. Played by Alan Oppenheimer, who uh pretty famous voiceover character squeezer. Uh he invented the atomic bomb, right? Yes. <laughs> ah, that's what I thought. You know it sounded familiar. Yes, that's the same Oppenheimer. He was uh Beachcomber, Sea Spray, and Warpath and Transformers. He was, of course, Skeletor. He was Prime Evil, Fangster, uh, and uh, Long John, Scarecrow, Squeezer, and your Ghostbusters um, show, the Filmation Ghostbusters. You did Prime Evil as one of your picks, right? Uh, yeah. I, wasn't, I don't I think know so. what that was for, but. You did. You ta- I don't know if you did Prime Evil. You talked that show. I I do love talking that show because yeah. it is so. He was because I can literally just talk out of my ass and no one would know what I'm talking about because no one else watched it. Yeah, he was. Um, where am I? He was Handlebar, Outlaw Scuzz, and Stampede in Brave Star. Yeah, now we're talking. Right. He was but Colonel Beauregard de Burke. Um. All my ducklings actor Vaughn Dog Hyosin and DuckTales. 
he in the Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, he played Ghoulam or in Morris P. Grout. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, he played Plato, Aldrin, Claudrain, and Captain Colonel. Yeah, he had uh, he was a couple of, he was voices everywhere. Trying to see any ones that uh might stick out. He was just like additional voices in a lot of shows. He's ninety two. Wow. Yeah, he was supposed to be at uh at the uh Rad not Radcon, Retrocon this past year, but I guess he couldn't he got sick, he couldn't make it. Aw. Oh yeah, I wanna make sure we add that uh voiceover one to the list. Oh, and they had him play King Grayskull in the He Man and Masters of the Universe. Oh, he, oh, and he was cool. Moss Man in Revelation. So yeah, he's still getting uh Still getting work, Squeeze. Good for him. Oh, and he did uh, He-Man and Skeletor in the Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie, which was fantastic. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were at the con. I wonder, they... the, you know, the I gotta, convention? I think it was like a fresh recording, or they just uh, used... No, it was, he was in it. They, 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 okay. they would say uh, a past recording if it was. They have to mention okay, it. yeah. Okay, um... He-Man, 1983. Squeezer, your third pick. We have a new game that we are adding to our agenda. We're going to play a new game on The Price is Right today. A new game in which the contestant can win as much as $25,000. Now right into that 5000 there, Judy. Ah, yes. Blanco. January 3rd, 1983. Uh, The most popular of all the pricing games uh, is born. Uh, Because, I don't know. Isn't it the yodeling guy? (laughs) What's that? It's not the yodeling guy? It's not the yodeling guy. I mean... Johan or... I, I... Yeah, I did not love that guy. But you can lose at that. I think the the thing people like about Plinko is you're almost guaranteed, unless like you hit the zero every time, you're going to come away with something. And it's kind of fun, too, because everyone yeah. thinks like you can just play it and you think you can beat it. No, there's no better game show in the world than Price is Right. Is that is that the consensus, right? That's what we all yeah. agree on? Yeah, because yeah. it's every game. Because it, it's a bunch of different games. Right. You know, it, it's the format and 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 the play style. And, it's, cause, and the show is not about the contestants. Every other game show, you have to, like Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, uh, card sharks or something. Yeah, you, you have to make it. It's about like the three contestants for that half hour. No one cares about these contestants. It's the well, game... it's funny when they act like complete lunatics. Yes, and when they're That's hugging fun. Bob. Yeah, but the stars of the show is Bob Barker slash I guess Drew Carey now. Um, but it's the games and the prizes. Like it's you, no one watches it to see. Oh. Are they going to, is someone 
crazy going to come on stage? No, they want to see, like in my case, are they going to play Plinko today? And when they do, oh, you got so excited. I mean, that's the reason why in the anniversary game they even beefed it up and you, you can win more. I didn't know that there was a prize cap. Okay. Set by CBS. And what's, um, what's that? So, uh, let me see the actual numbers. So, in 83, no game show could, um, you couldn't pay out more than $25,000 uh, for a single game. Okay. And then it went up year by year, um, or not year by year, but like every couple years, and eventually, like. Then well, you what if you 50, won the 000. showcase? That was more than twenty five thousand. Uh, I I like a, I don't I think like cash prize. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, some I don't. Yeah, think that probably shit was like, all donated in kind, you know. Yeah, um, and then eventually, I think it was like in like late nineties, early two thousands. They're like, you know, we don't care. Just give it all away. Um. But yeah, originally you could win up to twenty five grand because you had the five thousand uh, dollar slot in the middle. So if you landed all five of your plinko chips in the middle slot, you can get twenty five thousand dollars. So okay, yeah, you know, slim there. And then uh, it was in ninety six when they did the anniversary show. They uh, announced that it was going to be a ten thousand dollar slot, and it was just for that one night. Uh, and then two years later, in 98, it became official, and it, it became uh, a, a standard that it was $10,000, that you can win $50,000. Hmm. All the others stayed the same. So, like, it was, then it became, like, 10000 zero, 1500 zero. Like, you know, like, the $1,000 and the 500 didn't change. Um, but, yeah, you always, no matter what, you at least got a chance to win something. You started with one chip. And then you played four little pricing games where they would show you, like, a blender. Mm-hmm. And they'd give you, like, two numbers. And, like, it would be, like, like 92. And you'd have to guess which number was right or wrong. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, which one's right because the price is right. Uh, and you're like, oh, it's the two. And then they flip it over and it's like, oh, it's a $72 blender. Oh, you win one more. <laughs> and then you can win up to five. Oh, okay. And that's how you then proceed. So you could, there's a chance that you can go up there. If you, I've seen it where like people walk away with like one or two chips because mm-hmm. they suck at the pricing games. And then you're like, oh, man, you blew your shot at Plinko. Because it's not even about winning; it's about playing the game. You want to want to go click, 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 click. It's like playing a church game at a carnival, only with fifty thousand dollars on the line. Da 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 Pretty much everything on our list so far. <laughs> well, definitely Chicken McNuggets. Chicken, yeah, Chicken McNuggets. No, I, I don't kid. think I would. I don't know if I'd be able to exist without them. Um, I do love me a Chicken McNugget. It's been a while. Yeah. What? Uh, all right. Are we ready to move on? We're uh, about an hour and a half in. Start oh. wrapping this show up. Yeah. With uh, 
Time to really dive in and spend the next half hour talking about something. And now oh, is where the anchor go. goes. So, Squeezer, I uh, was going through the Billboard Top 100 of 1983 to talk yes. about the songs, and I was looking for a song to, to download to intro it. And I was like, oh, this one, this one, oh, Allentown, that's what I'll do. So I, I downloaded the song, and I downloaded the music video, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, God, this music video is really gay. <laughs> like In, that, in that okay way, right? Well, it's not bad gay. It's like, it's, it's homoerotic. It's very homosexual really? oh my god so i was like wow this is this is strangely gay would did they try to do this so i googled it and apparently billy joel even commented on hold on i have this here uh where the fuck is billy joel talking about how gay it is i have too many damn tabs squeezer so billy joel so kenny ortega uh who is a choreographer uh, with, uh, uh, he did share, he directed some, you might know him. He directed Hocus Pocus. Um, he choreographed tons of dancing things. Uh, he's a gay man. Um, here it is. Oh, I see it now. Yep. Are you with the fucking men, the steel workers and their butts? Yeah, the steel workers. Yeah. So, Oh, like Izzy, God damn it! Uh, Izzy just turned off the audio board again. Sorry. You, I you, still hear it. What, what you guys didn't hear me yell was, Izzy, God damn it. <laughs> okay, come here. Alright, there we go. And come on, my here. Okay. So, and then she just gets right down. I don't know what the hell she wants. So anyway, he did an interview with this uh, book about MTV's, um, hold on. So I found this article on Reddit. Was the music video of Allentown meant to read a homo, to be homoerotic? And Russell Mulcahy, the director, and... Uh, Billy Joel both discuss it in the oral history, I Want My MTV, by Tenenbaum and Marks. Um, according to Mult, Mult, the director, Russell Moltchaki, he said, The shirtless construction workers and there was bare assery. We had to pay the boys $500 each, each to show their asses. I think it was the first time bare ass had been shown in video. Don't forget it was 1982. There's a bit of quite a cultural change since then this was many years before i did the pilot to for queer as folk where the first day of the shoot i had a guy's tongue up another guy's ass oh geez louise <laughs> according to billy joel in the hangover part two they did a very profane and hilarious spoof of allentown 
There was a renewed interest in the video on YouTube, so I watched it the other day for the first time in a while. Now, Russell was a brilliant director, but I didn't realize until I watched it again how gay the video was. It's really <laughs> gay. There's a shower scene with all these good-looking, muscular young steelworkers who are comple- yep. completely bare-assed, and then they're all oiled up and twisting valves and knobs. I missed this completely when I was doing the video. I just thought it was like the deer hunter. You know, a guy goes off to war, they come back, and they're all messed up. And then there's, there's steel workers who don't have jobs. Okay, I get it. But did they have to be taking a shower with their bare asses hanging out? Maybe there's something artsy-fartsy about that. I don't know. Uh, at the uh, three minute and ten mark, where there's a man in tidy whities with a flaming baton. Yeah, and they're right. like they're like they're like doing spirit hands, and the the big neon American flag comes down, and they're all doing the final number in front of it. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, like there's no. That's what you're going for. You you weren't hiding it. Yeah, Billy, how did you not know why you were filming this? Um, how did it take till the? Yeah, I guess drugs. <laughs> lots and lots of drugs. Yeah, they were letting them do coke off their bare asses before they got in those shower scenes. Well, I mean, did you see those things? That looks like a mirror. Mm-hmm. So hard and shiny. Um, but of course, uh, the song Allentown was written about how shitty Allentown was. Um, it's really bad for him. No, no, not for he. He said he he wrote it about Levittown, where he lived, where he grew up. Yeah, And then it didn't really work. He didn't know the story. And he remembered reading about the Lehigh Valley and Bethlehem. But he knew Allentown, too. And he said that fit. And it was about not only Bethlehem. It was about Allentown, too, the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same place. And he said it was more of a, um, uh, like, a like a we've been through it all and we don't want to leave. We're, we're, we're still tough. Toughing it out, I believe. Yeah, it's what we are. We're tough. Joel regards the song as being hopeful towards the plight of unemployed steelworkers. Even though the lyrics tell a sad tale, Joel says the song's message is, we're not moving out or giving up. We're going to try. He said he started writing the song. It was called Levittown, after the Long Island town next to Hicksville, where he grew up. Um, he wrote the progression and the lyrics, but struggled for a topic. He remembered reading a book about the decline of the steel industry in Lehigh Valley, which includes the cities of both Bethlehem and Allentown. Although Joe started writing the song in the late 1970s, it wasn't finished until 82. It became, the video came out in 83. Um, he performed the song in Leningrad during a 1987 concert in the Soviet Union that was recorded later. Uh, he introduced a song by Anal, uh, by analogizing and that is that the word analogizing is that how you say that uh yeah analogizing the situation to that then faced by the soviet youth the song is about young people living in northeast of america their lives are miserable because the steel factories are closing down they desperately desperately want to leave but they stay because they were brought up to believe that things were going to get better maybe that sounds familiar Of course, Joe Dona tried to get him to give money to Allentown for music scholarships. That fucking crook. Oh. Former mayor. Um, but anyway, we're talking about the top 100 songs, <laughs> the Billboard playlist. And this is another list squeezer where I know more <laughs> of this list than I do the current top 100. Uh, yeah. Number one, Every Breath You Take by the Police. I'll be watching you. Later redone by Diddy. 
Billie Jean by Michael <laughs> Jackson. Flash Dance, What a Feeling by Arena Cara. Down Under by Men at Work. I love that song. I love mm-hmm. Colin Hay. Mm-hmm. Beat It by Michael Jackson. Total Eclipse of the Heart, Bonnie Taylor. I, uh, Mrs. Squeezer and I uh, break into that at random for no reason whatsoever. I always do because of uh, the Dan Band. Fucking ever now and then I fall apart. And I need you now. To... Is that the same song? Yes. <laughs> I fucking need you more <laughs> than ever. Man Eater by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Ooh, here she comes. Baby Come to Me by Patty Austin, James Ingram. Maniac by Michael Sambello. And Sweet Dreams are made of this by the Eurythmics. Round out the top ten. There's a lot of good songs on there. Come on, Eileen. Uh, she Works Hard for the Money. Hungry Like the Wolf. Let's Dance, David Bowie. Let's Dance, David Bowie. Um, Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. She Blinded Me with Science. Africa by Toto. Um, Mr. Roboto by Styx. Uh, sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Uh, I'm just going through and picking some. Oh, 35 is what I was originally going to pick. The Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. Ah. We could dance if we want to. We could leave our friends behind. But if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, with are no friends of mine. Love that. They used to, that was on Beavis and Butthead. Ah, look at him. <laughs> Uh, separate. Oh, we've got tonight. We've got yes. tonight. Kenny Rogers. Uh, you can't hurry. Or, well, I'm sorry. It's a safety dance. Um, Mickey by Tony Basil. Is that Hey Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey Mickey. Uh, yes. Yes. Separate Ways by Journey. One day love will find you. Shake the chains that bind you. 1999 by Prince. Uh, Allentown by Billy Joel. Um, Tell Her About It by Billy Joel. Always Something There to Remind Me, Squeezer. Oh, Izzy, God damn it. (laughs) Rock the Cash Ball. Uh, Overkill, A Men at Work. It's one of my favorite Colin Hay songs. Uh, hold on, I gotta. Do not go on my soundboard again, please. Uh, Gloria, from um, Donald Trump's favorite campaign songs. For some reason. I yeah. Um. Want to be starting something by Michael Jackson. As the list gets lower, I know less. I'm still standing out in John. Um, I'll Tumble For You by Culture Club. I'll Tumble For You. Um, I probably know all these songs. I just don't recognize them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Frank Stallone. Frank's on there. Pass the Duchy by Musical Youth. Uh, yeah, Far From Over, Frank Stallone. Um, 
no, number 100, Fall in Love with Me, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, yeah, a lot of good songs in that year Squeezer was born, top 100. More than I know now. Yes. All right. Um, Squeezer, let's round your out for your, your fourth pick. We're getting close to the end. I pity the fool who doesn't like this next pick. Crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Dan, Dan, man, they knew how to make iconic themes back in the day. Oh, I guess yeah. they do now, some of them. But A Team, come on. Um, yeah, if I told you uh, I have two shows on my list, and uh, one is a silly, over-the-top, ridiculous, a- antics-filled show, um, where uh, no one gets hurt. And the other one is a show full of life life lessons and teaches you the value of life. Uh, And I said, one of them is Fraggle Rock, and one of them is The A-Team, a show about a group of war veterans struggling to survive. Which one would you say would be the silly one? A-Team, because I watched it. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) I love how you had to knock out B.A. Baracus to get him on a plane. (laughs) Um, as it, it was refreshingly like just silly, um, it, it didn't take itself serious at all, and like intentionally, like it, the show started out as, um, by keeping it clean, especially then, like maybe you know if times were different and shows were different. Yeah, maybe it would have been edgier, darker, and but you couldn't necessarily make TV like that and be successful back then. Like, not everyone wanted to be Hill Street Blues. Um, everyone wanted to be Night Rider, though. Yes, everyone wanted to be Night Rider. Have that car. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would you want the car or the van? I would like that red van. Yeah, it, it, it comes with Mister T. I ain't getting on no plane. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, you know, they always got, uh, like, <clears throat> either they're building some kind of ridiculous weapon, like the, the, the two by four cannon on a forklift, <laughs> or they're, they're armoring, um, uh, they take, like, a vehicle and armor it for no reason whatsoever. It's like, oh, we got, like, a, a Volkswagen, uh, we have a, a rabbit, and, uh, we'll just, like tape some car, some armor-plated cardboard boxes to it or something. I it just, it was awesome. It's like, <clears throat> like it's a team of MacGyvers, but whereas MacGyver they tried to ground it in some sense of reality, the A team they just said, ah, fuck it, we're gonna, have, we're gonna, everything, everything in the A team's world can be turned into a flamethrower. Yeah, I mean, I would hope yeah. so. 
But apparently, like, it was a known thing. Like, it became, like, they became self-aware by, like, season two of, like, oh, another car flipped over. And they purposely, like, rode in mm-hmm. and, like, st- and blocked out and storyboarded. Like, even if it's a split second, either movement or the bad guys climbing out because they didn't want to show anyone die. So by, like, season two the writing room, it was almost like an inside gag where they would try to create the most absurd over-the-top wrecks that they then had to show people surviving. Yeah. Like helicopter crashes, everything just nonsense. No one ever died in the show. <coughs> How uh, would you say I'm a Hannibal or a face? Oh, uh... Am I the con artist? <laughs> I mean, I know Uncle Bix claims he's our con artist, but am I or am I the the brains, the the operation? Yeah, hmm. You're our, our howling mad Murdoch, Squeezer. Uh, yeah, I would say. Bix Although I kind of am the howling mad too. You drove with me yeah. home from a few times, so from Penn State that one time, an hour and a half. I, I've never seen the blood drain out of my knuckles so fast. <laughs> um. I mean, that could have been cent- uh, centrifugal force, but uh, 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 I'm, uh, hmm. I'm usually on the jazz, I guess, so. I, I, I am, I'm your, I'm your Frankie. All right, that's fair enough. I, I show up in season five and don't add anything to the show. <laughs> Well, I, he does so. You think so? You're my body slam. It was, it was like it was like the equivalent. It's like, all right, well, we can't add a cute baby or a kid to the show, so let's get this handsome guy. Yeah, you're my uh, you're you're my my Hulk Hogan and body slam squeezer. Oh shucks. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely. Oh, overwatched the, the, the shit out of the eight. Yeah, this it one, was... my brother also liked Airwolf. There's a lot of old shows. Remember Airwolf yeah. about the, yep. the Knight Rider, but it was helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure, was that even a, was that a Family Guy bit? It might have been. There was, it was, was just Knight Rider, like, yeah. The Simpsons did it with uh, the boat, and it was like every oh. every week there's a fjord. <laughs> there's always a fjord. <laughs> there's always <Yeah>. a fjord. <laughs> Um, Night boat. Uh, yeah, and thank thank goodness uh, FX came along at the right time. Because uh, <laughs> I've talked at nauseum. I've talked at nauseum how much I've watched FX, and yeah. this was one of the this one of the premier shows of FX. Yeah. They needed programming, and the A team was there. Well, they had Batman '66, which wasn't anywhere at that time. They had In Living Color reruns, which weren't anywhere at the time, which I mm-hmm. watched. Uh, they had um, they had Green Hornet, they had A Team, they had the show Las Vegas, which I got really into. Uh, yeah, and A Team always had pro wrestlers on it. That's why. Uh, that's why, because Mr. T was part of the WWF. So, yeah, that's why I liked. It yeah, so much. It, like if, if that channel, if that, if they just made a uh, a '90s FX streaming app. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's an extra ten bucks right there. <laughs> it's another ten bucks right out of my pocket. Uh, but yeah, I I I love me some A Team. Who doesn't? It's good shit. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I guess it's time for me to wrap my picks up here. Already? Yeah. My last oh. pick. Oh, that's really low. You mean it can't? Here's Pac-Man on ColecoVision. But here's Pac-Man for the Atari 5200 Super System. Now you're talking. And it doesn't work on ColecoVision. But won't their adapter? It won't play Super System cartridges. Not pole position? Not this pole position. Not centipede? Not this centipede. Only on the Atari 5200 Super System. But aren't they hard to find? They're everywhere. Everywhere? The Atari 5200 Super System. Now, I wasn't sure if we had... I always thought we had the Atari 2600, but we might have had the Atari 7800 squeezer. But I thought maybe it was a 5200, but I'm pretty sure when I look at all the pictures of them together, I think we had the 7800, which came out in May of 86. Which makes sense because we would have had it. So we had a Commodore 64, and we had the Atari, and then... um. Because, like, when I saw, like, when I got older and started to see, like, Atari graphics, and they were all referring to the 2600 squeezer, mm-hmm. um, I was like, that, I don't remember playing a game with that shitty graphics ever. But, of course, the 7800 had better graphics, but the 5200, before it touted how good its graphics were to, like, the Coleco and other systems at the time, it was right around the crash the, the 2600 uh, crash caused a crash um, pretty big. <coughs> uh, so uh, this came out in November 82, but a lot of people counted as an 83. Yeah. That's when you could get it. That's when it was discontinued, though, in 84. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's not your... I'm sorry. <coughs> Whoa. I'm choking. Yeah. Uh, it's not your traditional life cycle of a video game system. No, no. Maybe Neo Geo. But. Yeah. Um, there's only a 69. So the video game crash happened. I should have just talked to video game crash because that's when it fucking happened. 1983. The little known cartridge called E.T. Squeezer. Ah, yes. Somewhere out there in the desert. Uh, the Commodore 64 survived the video game crash squeezer. But um, E.T. and Atari did not. They were bought by another company and they released a 7800. And I think my dad must have got it dirt cheap because it didn't really last long. Um, it was a 4-bit system. A pre, pre-8-bit when Nintendo came along, the NES just changed the game, saved the video game industry. But uh, the 5200 had some games. It had Dig Dug. It had Congo Bongo. It had Frogger, Galaxin. Uh, it had a Gremlins game, a James Bond game, Joust, uh, Kaboom. It had Mario Brothers, the not the Super Mario Brothers, but the, the, the pipe one, the game you play, the side game in Mario 3, Squeezer. Yeah, I think it was that just Super Mario Brothers. It was just called Mario Brothers or Mario Brothers. Right, Super Mario Brothers Super also Mario Brothers came out in 1983, yeah. and um, that's what I was playing at the YouTube in the beginning of this Mario Super Mario Brothers. Oh. that that was a game changer too. Um, 
video game crash of 83, though, Squeezer, kind of changed the world. Recovered a few years later with uh, the release of Nintendo 85, but it really didn't come out till like 89-ish, like or everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got, I remember we got ours in 89. I think yeah. we figured that out. <sighs> but uh, yeah, that was it. That's all I had in the Atari. 5,200. I have a lot of facts for you. It's really just uh, picked around at 83. It was one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we could talk about songs from 83 some more, but or some figgy pudding, but that's that's all I got. Oh, uh, no. I, we're a figgy pudding from 83. Mmm. Figgy pudding. 1983. We uh, will round it out, Squeezer. We'll finish this shit up with uh, your last pick. You ready? I am. Here it is. I am ready. How is this not on the Billboard Hot 100 for 83? Tell me about it. Seriously. Uh, not only is it one of the catchiest intro songs for a cartoon. So I, I have a love-hate relationship with Inspector Gadget. I love Inspector Gadget. But I talked about this before. I would get so frustrated with him, I would yell at the TV. Well, he was a bumbling buffoon. He For was his gross incompetence. Right. He was. Um. He was get smart. He was. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, that was just Dan, was, Don Adams, right? It was Don Adams, uh, not originally. Um. So I guess they tried. Um. Uh, who was the voice of Space Ghost? I don't know off the top of my head, but. Uh Anyway, the the the, the Space Ghost. It was him, and then I wanna also say. Frank Welker recorded all the lines just as kind of like a backup. Um, but then, yeah, Don Adams came in and, like, read all 86 episodes in, like, two weeks. Um, I So this kind of blew my mind. That one, I didn't realize, wow, that Inspector Gadget came out in 83. But then that it only technically ran for two seasons for a total of 86 episodes meaning that it was done by 86 and that any memory i have of watching inspector gadget means it was syndicated from then on out and that means i watched so much inspector gadget like in my head like i don't know when new episodes aired or if oh is that season one or two you're as a kid, you're not aware, and the internet doesn't exist to tell you. Um, but like that, it was only it only ran for two seasons. That Izzy, hold on, Izzy turned you off. God damn it! Yeah, I had some insightful shit to say. Where did I get Izzy, cut off? Uh, it only ran for two seasons. 
Well, how do you, oh. how do you, have you, you step on this board all the time. How do you keep hitting? Shitty. I'm going to make you eat spam. Going to make you eat all the figgy pudding. She'd probably like figgy it. Figgy pudding spam. I smell her food. She'd probably like it. It's disgusting. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so did I, uh, how much, I want to reiterate what I. You just said second season was what you had. But that it was only two seasons and it was done by 86. Yeah. Okay. And that we watched it all through our childhood and that for that entire time it was syndicated. Yeah, that's how most shows yeah. we they, it does. We watch most know, things we, in syndication, you just didn't realize it. Yeah, you just didn't realize it. Now like Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters and stuff like that. Like Mostly were, watching syndication. Uh, Saturday mornings. Yeah, but Ninja Turtles was every weekday in syndication. That's also true. Yeah. But, like, it, it's strange, though, that Inspector Gadget, it was done. You know, like, it was done and over. Like, yeah, maybe you're watching it in syndication, but there might be still new ones coming out, or it's this evolving thing. At this point, Inspector Gadget, it existed, and now it'll continue to exist, but, like, it's there's nothing new coming out. And I, there was, eventually, um, but not as long as I was watching. I didn't watch any of the newer stuff. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted Penny's book computer so bad. Mm. I used to, I made like a book com- that yeah. computer out of construction paper. Oh, well, and maybe one day you can get it. <laughs> maybe one day we'll have that. Uh, Steve Jobs gave it to all of day. us. I mean, hey, they talk about Star Trek and the like impact it had with technology. Uh, right. I, I said this when the iPad originally came out, I'm like, Steve Jobs gave me Penny's book. I mean, and I didn't realize the phone was pretty much more like, because you, you have your iPad in your bag, but you have your iPhone with you everywhere. And everyone pulls it out to look every single thing up like Penny did in Inspector Gadget. Yeah. It's not science fiction. Mm-mm. And it was, a, it was yeah. she, she made like video calls on that thing too, right? Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, she would talk to brain. So all we need now are uh, anthropomorphic, uh, sentient dogs with collars, microphones in it, and also um, like antenna tails, right? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. And th- now we, we would laugh like, "Oh, the microphone has to come out of his collar to talk." Like, no, you would just like implant a chip in his neck, and it would pick up the reverberations off his bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just jaw vibrations. They don't even need to talk. Special forces use. We're going to put a little jaw vibration chip in you, aren't we, Izzy? Mm-hmm. Um, and we owe, we all owe, because we talked about, you know, just said, like, you know, Ghostbusters or something like that. Uh, we owe uh, Inspector Gadget a big uh, round of applause, a big thank you, because if it weren't for Inspector Gadget, uh, there's a good chance... Uh, a good 70% of the cartoons uh, that we know and love wouldn't have existed in the form that we know them as. Because, you know, Inspector Gadget was Deke's uh, launch. Oh, wow. It's attempt. And yeah, I had no idea. I thought they were around longer than that. Well, they were. They were around in the 70s and they were doing like French stuff. Mm-hmm. And Inspector Gadget was their first attempt to launch into Western markets. Mm-hmm. And so then after Inspector Gadget, uh, it was produced in-house, and then they syndicated it and showed that they could do some work. And then the Littles came out, and then there's the Get Along Gang, uh, and a couple other shows that no one really watched. But then Rainbow Bright, 
Heathcliff, Care Bears, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Right. Mario yeah. Brothers Super Show. Yep. Well, I'm just going in order here, but yeah, I mean, but actually, so by, let me look, 83 to 80, so an 83 Inspector Gadget, and then Inspector Gadget takes off, then they get the littles. Uh, don't hit so well with the Get Along Gang, didn't really last, and Wolf Rock TV in 84. So Rainbow Bright 84 was their moneymaker, and then Heathcliff. And then from there, boom, Care Bears. Money, Care Hulk Bears Hogan's there. rocking. Re- they, they then they're like then Vince is like, you know, hey, here's uh you got those Care Bears. God I damn got, it! Yeah, fuck the goddamn Care Bears, pal. Hogan must tune. Goddamn, pal, <laughs> get those French assholes on the line. I need a show for Hogan for the fucking kids. Uh, and then they get into the uh, 30-minute uh, toy commercial business with Mask, uh, Real Ghostbusters, Mask Crusaders, I would say they weren't in the 30-minute toy commercials for Real Ghostbusters. Those yeah, shows were fucking great. They were great. But the federal government would disagree with you. Fuck the federal government, well, I don't disagree with you there either. Um, yeah, what else? We Joe got? Lieberman. Oh, Alf the animated asshole. series, Dinosaur. Both of Alf's shows. Name. Alf had multiple yes. shows. Uh, Pro um, Stars with Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson. Oh, and Cops. Dun, 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 dun. The Jackie Chan show, I believe they had. I believe they had the Carmen Sandiego cartoon was theirs too. Yep. Uh, Chipmunks. We talked about mm-hmm. not too long ago. Camp Candy. All the Super Mario Brothers shows. Of course, G.I. Joe. Uh, well, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe's Filmation, Sunbow. right? Sumbo. Sumbo, Sumbo. Yeah, Sumbo. Yeah, and then then after they lost it and Deke took over. Honestly, it I didn't. Went down did the tube, like right? The Deke version yeah. of it. But that, that new Cobra Commander just sucked. Um, they should have just let it go with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Captain Planet. Uh, Swamp Thing. Man. Yeah, Wish Kid. Uh, oh, yeah, you told me about Wish Kid. Like, what the? Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Oh, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. Uh, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, so, I mean, damn. And, and it goes on and on. I'm up to, like, 1999 now. Uh... Oh, and then, yeah, they they relaunched Inspector Gadget a couple times in the late 90s, early 2000s. There's a Stargate show? No shit. Sergey? Sergey? Serge is Agua. is me, Serge. The Annihilator, 4000. All right, well, that's a good rundown. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Good rundown of things from 1983. The best of them Two being... Two lists in one show, folks. My little squeezer is the best thing to come out of this. Ah, He's a handsome, sweet little boy. And he was born in July of 83. Almost a little bit, a year and two weeks after me. Aw, shucks. Shucks. But that's all the show we have. Hold on, let me hit the music. There we go. All the show we have this week. 
I got Izzy on my lap, so that's how I got to move around. I got to keep oh. her on my lap so she doesn't walk on the board. Amazing. No walking on the board. Yeah, you we'll... can walk on sunshine, but you can't walk on the board. What day? We're recording Tuesday next week? Why? Oh, God, because it's Thanksgiving It's Thanksgiving. Already? Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So Tuesday of next week, we are giving thanks our our annual Thanksgiving show. Uh, it's kind of a grab bag of random things where we try to bend it yeah. a little towards Thanksgiving. Yeah. We, we we talk about something and then we go, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful. And um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna go all things 1983 again because I'm thankful for you, Squeezer. Oh shucks. And uh, after that, we start our Christmas shows, which I have not yet <laughs> planned out yet. I will. It's gonna be like Christmas commercials, Christmas songs. Christmas specials or wish book or something, and then our, our Christmas vacation watch along. And then uh, after that, the first show after that is going to be our Game Boy 3 show, where we talk about our favorite Game Boy, the, the show we missed that we have to make up. Uh, and then we get into the New Year squeeze. That's insane. Yeah. Right, Izzy? That's insane. There's six shows until the New Year. That means there's only six weeks. Something like that. Look at look at that. That's math. Math might be out, but I think you're right. There is only six weeks. Oh, crap. All right. Well, join us next week uh, when we're giving thankful on Tuesday night for Thanksgiving show. And uh, until then, uh, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. <laughs>